I know you are feeling frustrated right now. You may be carrying more weight than you were comfortable with. You are tired. Some days you might find yourself saying, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Does any of this sound remotely familiar? Well, I invite you to join us for Healthy Sexy May, where we will be together for six weeks. And I promise to hold your hand as we learn how to eat for your body type. There's a good chance you are going through perimenopause and or you're in full-blown menopause. And I would love to show you step by step how we can use nutrition, mindset, and fitness to help you feel better in your body. And dare I say, feel sexy in your body. Summer is just around the corner. And if you recall how you felt last summer, then again, I am sincerely inviting you to join us for Healthy Sexy May, where you are going to build more confidence, balance your hormones, and create the body you deserve. So enroll today, because doors are only open through April 28th, and I would love to have you in this circle. If you have any questions in the meantime, feel free to reach out to us at hello at michellefox.com, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. I really want you to have what you need to make this commitment to yourself. So let us know. I will see you soon. Welcome to Healthy Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency, or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority, or you avoid planning your meals, you, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. This is, of course, by the beautiful poet Maya Angelou. And it is a beautiful quote that surrounds this budding friendship that I have with my friend, Katie Seitzer. We're going to talk to Katie in a moment, but I just wanted to share that quote to begin with because I have admired Katie. Actually, I haven't shared this with her yet, so we might get into that in a little bit as well. But I have admired her from afar because when it comes to aesthetics and branding and strategy, like she always says the right things at the right moment. We are in a networking group together. And when I see her in the group, I always just have this little feeling of extra calm, like Katie's here. So it's going to be okay. So I know you're going to feel the same way. And let me just read her short bio so you can get a little more insight and, you know, learn even more in this next conversation. So Katie Seitzer runs the creative studio, Katie Seitzer Design. And of course, we will have all of her information in the show notes. But 
Katie Seitzer Design specializes in brand and marketing design. She uses her expertise from designing for health and wellness leaders, such as prevention, women's health, and organic gardening to work with women-led companies to strategically uplevel their brands across all touch points, from print to digital to packaging. She also runs a household of two amazing kids with her husband while trying to figure out how to drastically cut the to-do list so that they could eat dinner together every night and also paddle boarding at the nearest lake as much as possible. So Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. It's so great to be here. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am so glad. And truly, I don't know that I've shared that with you before. When I see you in our groups, I'm always like, Katie's here. I, I get very excited to see you. You had not. It, that is a big <laughs> surprise to me, actually. And I'm so glad. It's so kind of you to say that. You know, I think we all would like to feel as if, you know, we can be as supportive as we can for everybody where we meet up in that group or, you know, even just now. Agreed. And I feel that that energy and the little bit you and I have shared with each other offline and then now preparing for this interview with you, I'm like, every time I learn something new about you, I'm like, yes, yes, including that you used to be was it amateur or professional ice skater or figure skater back in the day? So, well, amateur when amateur when I was young. And then okay. eventually I did the professional thing for a very minor, a minor time. But yes, I grew up as a, as a competitive figure skater. <laughs> so we might be talking about some, some body issues, some pressure on perfection, some... And I think there's a lot right. of crossover with me being a former classical ballet dancer. But first, I would love to invite you to play a game with me. Are you up for rapid fire? I am up for it. I'm a little nervous for it. I've already told you <laughs> that I'm not great at thinking on my seat, but I'm going to give it a try for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I promise I'll, I'll be gentle. And because I do have so many questions for you and because we only have 30 minutes for this conversation, we're going to cut this one in half. So two questions. First. Sweet, salty, or savory? Savory. Mm. Do you, I'm going to do actually a question part B, so I'm a little bit cheating. But do you have a favorite savory dish that you either cook or that you like to order at a restaurant? I love anchovies. Mm. So I love cooking with anchovies. And I love the depth that that creates. Mm -hmm. So I know that sounds really like I'll even eat them by themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's how much I really like anchovies. And I know that sound, probably sounds very strange to people, but one of my favorite things. Yeah. Well, then related, the second question is, would you be willing to share a story with us of a memory you have in the kitchen as a child? So let me think. Okay. Food was very a big part of our lives growing up. I had a grandfather who was a fisherman. So my mother's side of the family was very into seafood. And my one of my uncles was a was a chef. One of my my other uncle is we're all still so into food. It's not even funny. Like 
you know, during Christmas, it, it's all about the food. It's all about like, what flavors are we bringing, you know? And it, to the extent that like my husband and I cook Julia Child's beef bourguignon every year for Christmas, it's become a, it's become a, you know, a tradition since my son was born many, many years ago. And so I just remember growing up and like just cooking together, like in my grandmother's house in Brooklyn. And then, you know, like just always talking about and and that and the funny thing is, is that that continues. My my uncle was just here and we're he's doing the cheese board and, the, you know, and I'm just and, and we're just like debating like, oh, well, this flavor would go great with this. So it's something that continues that I always just I'm a huge seafood fan, most likely because my you know, we always had some type of seafood because of it. Mm. So I think that's probably my best. I think that's probably my best story from childhood. And the joy is palpable. I, I can feel that family energy. What oh, yeah. Mean? I mean, we love to cook. We love to eat. We, but we also, we love to cook for sure. Mm. So jumping right into our title of this episode, which is time for us to take our seat at the table. One of the reasons why I am so excited to have you talking to me and sharing your wisdom with the community is because you have been a voice in the community to help and support women have their voice at the table. And so when I say that out loud, like what what does that bring up for you as far as the work that you do and, and the clients that you work with? So I just, I really just think that there are, women are just finding their stride. You know, I think everyone is really starting to walk into, you know, what it is, what it is it that I really want to do with my days, my hours, my life, you know, and it usually, I think, I think we all go back to our families, wanting to support our families, wanting to, you know, make their lives better. I believe it was always that way, but I feel like we're really stepping into our own power and really starting to understand that we can create our our own economic worth. And I, in my experience, and the more I'm just coming across more and more women who have not, were not able or were not able to make the the corporate world work for them in the way that they want. And yeah, I was there too. And so there this is a different option. And I think that we're all sort of walking into this trying to figure it out for ourselves. And I I think we are. And when you say different options, when that comes to marketing, are you focused more on building personal brands or like what, what kind of work is that? So I help women-led businesses or female entrepreneurs, whichever way you want to go about it. We, it depends where you are in your business, right? And what it is you actually need. So I help businesses create their brands. If that, if they're in that place that they are ready to walk into that or if you already have a brand that you love or that is working for you right now and you're not ready to level up into something 
larger, then I help you make sure that you're using your what your what brand assets you have throughout your marketing in order to gain the most traction for yourself. Mm, I love that. And I know you've mentioned to me about a marketing blueprint. And so for me, of course, as the nutritionist, I'm thinking, oh, meal planner, that's the kind of blueprint I work with (laughs) (laughs) because I do try to help busy professionals plan ahead so that they do have more time when it does come to meal time and more mental space that you can focus on getting that nutrition in because you've already planned ahead. And so when that comes to marketing, it sounds like it might be similar as far as planning ahead to, to show up in the world the way that you want to show up. Yeah. I mean, you can set up just like you're, you know, first of all, like, you know, I'm in awe of what you do and, you know, bringing nutrition to busy professionals is such a huge thing because I think anyway, because, you know, the more energy we have, the more we can do, the better we feel, the more we're going to be able to spend that quality time with our families and the people we love. And isn't that what it's all about? You know, so I just want to throw that out there because I think that, you know, we each have a different part in order to support each other in figuring this out for ourselves and being able to really figure out what the best way to live and to be there for our families are. So, yeah. So when it comes to branding and marketing, you can create a, you know, templates and and visual elements to make things much easier. When people know what they're looking at, I create like a, a I call it a visual language. So a wonderful, amazing graphic designer that is known in the industry, Saul Bass, once said, design is thinking made visual. And I just love that quote because I have always, I think we all as designers have felt that way. And it's difficult to explain it to some to people who, who've not been in the industry. And I think that that's been my biggest you know, that education piece is what I what I realized when starting to work with female entrepreneurs is that that education piece isn't necessarily there. People don't know what they don't know, you know. So that's what I've been trying to help to help people with is really figuring out how to dial in your visual language, making sure that it reflects who you are, what you're putting out there, your message. And then pulling that through all of your marketing so that everybody knows that it's you Mm -hmm. and that the less you make people think, the easier it is to connect with them. They will stay with you if they know it's you, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I was actually listening to a podcast just two days ago and he, the man, the guest on the show is a designer. I don't remember his name. And he was saying how design is an actual language. And that was like a total aha moment to me. It's like, yes, you have sign language where, you know, that's its own language. You have the language that we can hear, that some of us can hear, that's its own language. But Mm -hmm. the design is that language that speaks to a part of our brain in its own languaging. And so absolutely, I, I love what you're saying. Well, it's sort of along the idea of a photograph is it speaks a thousand words, right? Mm. 
It's the same idea, you know, and you can design things in order. You use different design elements in order to say different things. And these are things that people don't even recognize that they that they know. Do you know what I mean? Or that they respond to. But like, you know, a sharp pointed piece of artwork is going to give you a different feeling than if you use something curved and soft. Mm. You know, that's just one example. But yeah, it is. It's its own language. And, you know, being able to to use that to your advantage is what it's all about, for sure. Well, and I know that I also peeped on your email tagline. You said, inspiring all of us to live beautifully, passionately, and brilliantly in our own way and on our own terms. So on that note, I know we mentioned you started off in the skating arena. I'm super curious. Would you be willing to give us just a high level of your career journey from skater to now design professional? Oh, gosh. So let's see. So, yeah. So I started skating when I was three. And so I was in that world until I was 18. And there were highs and lows. And of course, you know, and there it's it's such an amazing world. I mean, you work so hard. Like, I so wish that people really could see some of the most amazing skaters that they never actually get to see because I competed against so many amazing skaters that, you know, didn't make it to the top. But like Nancy Kerrigan, who you did compete against, who made it to the top. (laughs) I did. I competed against Nancy Kerrigan. She was always an amazing skater, even when she was young, of course. And yeah, I mean, for years, she ended up staying. I quit at 18 and she stayed in it. I think she won the or got second in the Olympics. I think she was like 26. Like that's that's a lot older of a I, she was definitely older and I was out. Do you know what I mean? Like I was burnt out for many reasons. And of course, there's always like the wonderful things about it, but you know, you hit, you know, when you hit that point that it's time to move on for sure. And so, yeah, so I skated until, and then at 18, I went to college, was totally clueless because I totally clueless with what I wanted to do because I thought I was going to be in skating my whole life. And I did do some coaching and I did do some, some choreography coaching when I was in college and right after college in order to, you know, help financially, of course. But eventually I let that go and and moved into design, which I actually ended up going back to school for because I graduated with a history degree and political science degree. And I was like, okay, now what am I going to do with this? And so that, you know, there is definitely, I, I feel so much for the kids these days when my kids are starting, my oldest is starting to look, trying to figure out what college is and, you know, we're trying to help her. And it's, you're so young, you're so young to make those types of decisions. And I so, I have two 16 year olds and very similar. They 
are very clear on who they're going to be and what they're going to be. And then dinner two weeks later, it's a whole different thing. And I'm like, yep. yes, good. Like, please, no, you don't have to pick just one thing. You you get to pick who you want to be as many times as you want, truly. Yeah. And you do. You get to, I mean, if there's, if one of the things that I just love is how many times we can reinvent ourselves if we want, you know, that's exactly what we're doing every time that we make a choice to go in a different direction. And I love how supportive it can be now because it wasn't always like that, that in my experience anyway. Mine. So yeah, so I went back to school for design and ended up, I worked at an ad agency for about seven years. And then I ended up working for a publisher, a health and wellness publisher for seven, eight years. That was just like, I had, it was, that was the job I always wanted. You know, it was, it was just, it was one of the best, one of the best jobs that I think anybody could have in the industry. That was my thought. Mm. But then you did take time off to raise kiddos. Was I that did. before or yes. after? Yeah. So after my son was born, okay. I decided to stay home with them. And I did it. I, I was home with my kids for about 11, 12 years. Okay. I As a stay-at-home mom, I started to dip my toe into, I always knew I wanted to start my own thing. I just wasn't sure when and where and how that was going to play out. I think a lot of people are sort of in that boat if when I, when I come across people. For me, I just, I couldn't handle it all. You know, like I, I had kids a little bit later and I had hit a point in my career that I was very happy with and I was tired, you know, and it just made the most sense for us at that time. But I think that, you know, everybody has what works for them. And I think it's so great that we all get to choose whatever works best for us, you know. And I but, love that transparency that you said you were tired. I mean, a lot of us do feel tired, but I think this society that we're in, I'm, I'm going to try my best not to get on a tangent about mm -hmm. patriarchy. However, <laughs> I will say I personally am still working on trying to get off that hustle and grind mode that I kind of brought with me into my current business from 25 years in corporate America. Yeah. And of course, it has its place and it, it works for some people. But for a lot of us, it burns us out. It makes us tired. And so thank you for being honest about that. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty adamant with myself. Now, also, I think you have to remember, like, I because I skated for as long as I did, I knew what burnout was from that, you know, and I knew I did not want to go back to that place. I also knew that I was perfectly fine with not doing it all. Like, I was okay with that. I did not feel like I needed to prove anything to anyone. And I was perfectly fine with being like, this is what will work for me and my family. And this is what I want right now. That may change next year. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it takes you a really, you know, I don't even know if I really would have been able to say that when I was making that decision, to be honest, right? But I look back at it now and I'm like, thank goodness you did that for yourself, you know? And that I think we cool. all have to have a little grace with ourselves when it comes to things like that. I also love how your leadership and making those choices for yourself and for your family 
inevitably rubs off on your clients because I can see how perhaps they're coming to you in their mind thinking, I need help with my branding and my marketing, but they probably walk out a whole new woman because they see your example. But also I can already tell you pour into people that it's not just linearly. Yeah. You know, I really, I really try to reiterate with, with my clients and with anybody, even if they're not my clients, understand that you are doing a lot. Like if you're running a business, you are doing a lot. And in my corporate career, when I was working for a publisher, I had a creative director, an art director, a graphic designer, a writer, a copy, a copywriter and a copy editor and an editor who looked at everything, you know, like you are doing a lot. You're doing like five people's jobs. You're looking at the big picture. You're looking at the details. You're writing, you're designing, and you're strategizing. That's a lot of things to do all by yourself. And we wonder why we're so exhausted by it. <laughs> exactly. You know? So I really just try and be like a, you know, to some extent, like a support system, like, Please understand that, like, you're just, you're doing a lot. Have some empathy for yourself. And grace. I'm glad you brought that word up. Oh, One of the shows so that you and I have connected on is The Lost Kitchen. And for my friends who are listening and you haven't seen it, please watch at least an episode or two. It's just an amazing show of this woman and her dream to build this restaurant. She builds the restaurant. Like I'm not. I'm trying to get not give too much away, but also I know, right? Like, how do you even put words to that show? Maybe you want to add in. Oh my goodness! Well, first of all, all you have to do is watch is watch her make the food. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just start sal. You can't even smell it, but you're salivating. It looks. I mean, it's it's beautiful. What she does is beautiful, but also the road that she's traveled to get there, of course, is heartwarming. Right. I mean, and you just like I'm just so I was so in awe of how she made it through the pandemic and the different things that she did. And it was very inspiring. And also, I'm a huge like farm to table person as well. And so just seeing her like connect with all the farmers in the area and I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying not to make sure I don't give anything away because it is a wonder it, it it's a wonderful story to 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 lean into and to just like i walked away comforted even just watching it yes i'm getting goosebumps mm-hmm. uh, thinking about it talking about it hearing you talk about it and mm-hmm. what made me actually think of the show is to your point about some of us entrepreneurs and solopreneurs that are trying to wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. Erin is the name of the chef for that show. She has a beautiful team of women that helps her do all the things that she is doing and has helped her build this dream. And so I often look, you know, they'll do a quick camera shot or mm-hmm. small interviews with her team. And I'm always just so curious at like the hearts of these women who are 
willing to pour into somebody else's dream, but also Aaron's heart and pouring into her people, letting them know that I'm like this dream is big enough for all of us to share. It's one of my favorite parts of the show now that you bring it up, like Mm -hmm. that connection that she has with them and that they all have together. Like, I just I I just love it. Right. I mean, it just is so heartwarming, so thoughtful, you know, and how wonderful that these women have been able to, you know, build this for themselves. It's it's just awe inspiring. And so with you, it sounds like you've been able to be that brand and marketing arm on some teams. Is that true? Do you work with small businesses, solopreneurs? Like who's your ideal client right now? Yes. So I work with small businesses and and female entrepreneurs in order to, you know, help them in whatever way they need at the, the particular place that they are in their business. If they, you know, are you where you want to be? And sometimes it's just consulting, you know, having a consultation call just to figure out, you know, what is it do you that you actually need? Just because I've been in the business for so long, you know, I can help guide if that's if if that's all you need, you know. But then if you also are ready to step into the next level of your business and you're ready to you know, do something different or your business has changed, which is what happens a lot, is that you, you know, once you, you know, when you first start, you're like, okay, let's just start. And then you get to a point where you're like, okay, I know better of who my target market is. I know better what I want to say. And as that happens, it's, you know, there comes a point in time where you're, where your branding and marketing needs to reflect that, or you want it to reflect that. Hmm. I'm in a little bit of that right now. I don't mind sharing mm-hmm. almost exactly like everything you're saying. I'm like nodding, nodding. Oh, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So I've started the business saying that I help busy professionals. And what I've noticed is that my community tends to be women between 45 and 55 who are going through menopause and or perimenopause. And a lot of my nutritional advice is around the perimenopause and menopause. And so I'm really working to hone in that message. And so, oh, see, you're healing me already. I'm I'm getting goosebumps. I think by saying this out loud, sharing it with my community, just be on the lookout. The the marketing is going to be slowly shifting so that we can be very clear at at who we're talking to. Yeah. And it really is interesting how, you know, you go out there and you think that you know who your audience is, and then you find that other people people are really like, that is very common. I found that, you know, and it's, it's, I love seeing how it, first of all, I mean, how fun is it to be able to support each other and like help make each other's dreams come true. Right. And be able to live lives that we really care about and we really make an impact with. Like, I'm just like, the group that we, you know, I, I watch the women in the group that we're in and I'm just always so amazed at, you know, how we're able to lift each other up in that way. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So thank you so much for sharing some juicy gems with us. I know there are people in my community who will want more, whether they just want to say hi and or they truly are ready to take that next step for their branding and marketing. Where can they find you? So the best place to find me is probably Instagram. 
It's at Katie Seitzer Design. And there's a link in my bio, the very first link, in order to get onto my newsletter so that you can get all kinds of great design tips and branding information just by being on the email list. Then you can also go to my website, which is katiesitzerdesign.com. Fantastic. And I will for sure put all of this information in show notes. And before I truly end this conversation, I'm, I'm trying to hold on to every bit I can. I do want to end with this Maya Angelou quote. And for my friends who are listening, if you check out Katie's links, you're going to find a really fun surprise that you can have this quote to yourself. But let's say it one more time as I did at the top of this show. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Katie, thank you for being one of those humans in my life who do make me feel at ease and who, most importantly, make me feel seen. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Michelle. It's been a pleasure. Oh, my goodness. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. All of the information will be in show notes, including a link for your invitation to Healthy Sexy May. So just as a reminder, doors are open through this Friday. So don't wait. Go to michellefox.com forward slash group coaching. And the reason why I say it that way is because I truly do not want anybody to get left behind. There is a good chance that this is the only time I will be offering this program this year. And I want you there, especially if you are one of my friends who might be feeling a bit uncomfortable in her body right now. You may have questions about your hormones. You may be addicted to sugar. Or it could be as simple as you just want to feel sexier in your clothes this summer. I'm here for you. I would love to show you how. I would love to walk with you. We will be together for six weeks starting on Monday, May 1st. So again, go to michellefox.com forward slash group coaching and join us. I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet! I've got show notes for you at michellefox.com forward slash podcast. Click over there when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show. And of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities, one person at a time. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. And until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. 